Hi, everyone. I'm Allison Ramsey with Empire Life Podcast, and we talk to entrepreneurs from all around the world who are building their empires online. And we also help entrepreneurs to build their empires online. We're with Judy Sway today, and she is a word stylist and PR strategist. She has her own company, and she also is on our company team for the ad copy and professional writer. She's amazing, brilliant, and I'll hand it over to her to introduce herself more. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, Allison and I met, uh, I think, online first. Uh, not yeah. really, it wasn't. You came to my radio <laughs> that um, I was hosting here and we connected and since then I've built this awesome friendship and I'm so, so grateful for having her in my life. I work with wild-hearted female entrepreneurs. My company's name is Wild-Hearted Words. I even have it like tattooed right here, wild and free. Um, <laughs> And I help you make your story beautiful and get seen. And I take a really um, soulful approach to everything so that you can work happier rather than harder. Perfect. And I want to hop right into this, Judy, because you have <laughs> like dive deep. <laughs> you, have, you have so many juiciness, so, so much juiciness and gold nuggets to share with everybody. So a lot of our tribe comes from being overachievers either now they already are um, like when I first launched my company I was pulling sometimes two to three all-nighters a week I tend to from a young age have been an overachiever and perfectionist I also grew up in a, in a very emotionally repressed family that we didn't really express our emotions and if we did it was very like slanderous or <laughs> not really welcome or kind of taboo can, and I understand we really resonate on that. And I'm sure a lot of the tribe connects with that and the way that you grew up. How did you move forward through, through these? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, for most of us, we likely have parents who did the best that they could, but yeah. did not raise us in the ways that we would have liked to have been raised. <laughs> and so um, my parents were immigrants and they were very, very traditionally Chinese and I'm the first out of four. So I really had the role of bridging those two cultures and then also navigating America essentially, you know, because my parents didn't, had never been here before. <laughs> so this was a new exciting thing. And so a lot of it was going through a lot of resentment and a lot of anger. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of that. I took a lot of kickboxing classes and had to beat the crap out of certain objects a lot <laughs> to get through that anger because I wasn't taught a healthy way to deal with that. So once I moved through that, um, you know, I found yoga and I found my own path to believing in something greater than myself, which at first started out just as mother nature. I love the ocean. It always takes my breath away. I love surfing. And then it just continued to deepen and evolve from there. But I think that um, I call myself a recovering perfectionist because I still have tendencies where I am very hard on myself and I still like to make things like the best that they can be. But I think also, you know, you and I are both moms and it's so valuable for me to teach my daughter by example and show her a different way of existing. So I think that there have been so many growth opportunities along the way and a lot of ways that I've had to, you know, heal. And from that healing came a lot of thriving and a lot of compassion and empathy and really learning that my sensitivity isn't a drawback or a fault, but it's actually something that can be so useful in business because, you know, it allows you to deepen your intuition and all of these 
amazing, magnificent gifts that women especially have, wild women. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And at Empire Life, the same. Um, we attract a lot of conscious entrepreneurs, or that's who we, we're working with. Mm -hmm. That's who we want to work with, just the aware and conscious consciousness. And that, that also leads me to, you, you were mentioning to me on an, in another conversation about how you use your intuition to kind of navigate when is a good time to bring something up to a client. And can you expand on that a little bit more? That is so juicy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I, growing up in that environment where I felt like it was going to be World War III between my parents at any time, and we, we definitely had, like, the neighbors come knocking on our door at, like, 2 in the morning being like, are you, you guys okay? Like, what's going on? Because they just hear my parents fighting and raging against each other. And so at 10 years old, I had to open the door to see my gray-haired neighbor in, like, his pajamas and, and lie and just say, like, everything's fine. It's okay. So, you know, I took all of that learning how to navigate the minefields and then turn it into something really positive where now I can – gauge someone's you know vulnerable points i can gauge where they're strong and where they would like to grow into and i'm able to communicate with them in a way where they're actually going to hear me because they feel safe with me that i can hold that space and so when i was young that wasn't something that i was adept at holding like i didn't have the capacity to fend for myself and then for someone else but after doing all of this work you know it's made me so much of a stronger person that now i can provide that grounding or that um, opportunity for inspiration or confidence for someone else. And that's become so rewarding. So I think in all of our lives, we have these opportunities where we can really go down the rabbit hole and fall into a deep, deep, dark place, or we can transmute it and transform it into something that can actually benefit our lives in such substantial ways. Wow, I love that. That is such a gift. Yeah, and it's all a matter of perspective. I mean, like, as a doing PR and a PR strategist, like, so much of it is just seeing the same exact thing from a different angle and then being able to communicate from that angle and being able to know, like, this is my target audience who I'm looking to talk to. These are the messages that they're going to want to hear. Here's how I'm going to do it. And it's not being untrue to yourself. It's just seeing something from a different angle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I love that you're going to be speaking at Empire Life Buenos Aires in July. Yes, I'm so excited. Uh, we got our daughter's passport, so I'm excited to, like, get some stamps going on that thing. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So that leads me to you're, you're going to be focusing there with the tribe a lot about storytelling. Mm -hmm. And it's super confusing sometimes as an entrepreneur to know, okay, which exact points do I talk about? when I'm storytelling. Yeah. It's easy to ramble on and on. Um, you're losing people as you're rambling or you don't even realize you're rambling or it's easy to go to the other side and like not say enough and then people people DM me frequently. Like I wanna hear more about your personal story and I'm like, um, like what? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't really know like even sometimes where to start or yeah. what exactly to share. Yeah. And then even what are the benefits of this and being vulnerable? So I wanted to touch on the question how, like, what do you do with your clients and, and serving our team also with the female entrepreneurs to help write their story? Like, where do you even start? 
Well, I mean, the first thing that I like to start with is understanding each individual person and like how willing are they to share? Because I don't mean that like every person should get out there and be like, here's my dirty laundry and check it out. Because <laughs> that's not everyone's jam. For me, I'm very comfortable being very like honest, genuine and authentic in that sharing. But for other people, that's not them. And that's totally fine. What people are seeking is that journey to transformation. However, I do feel like in the online world a lot, it's become these like stories of dramatic, like I was homeless and then now I'm like, you know, a seven figure earner and like that kind of stuff. And that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the real, honest, authentic truth where, for example, you don't have to share like about your personal life but you can share an anecdote or a scene that demonstrates the thing that you're trying to convey. So like, you know, maybe you were struggling to find your purpose and then all of a sudden you went to a workshop and then that led you to the next thing. And then that brought you to where you are now, which doesn't necessarily reveal all these personal details, but it does reveal who you are as a person, how you approach life, you know, the journey that you took and the transformation that your clients are looking for. So I like to really work with people so they have like a core story and they understand their own heroine's journey. And when I say their own, I mean like owning your own story. And then from there, allowing the client that you're working with to find their own ideal heroine's journey and identify themselves in elements of your story. And I think that that's so amazing because as you and I talked about before we jumped on this interview, you know, when people meet you for the first time, what they're seeking is your vulnerability. But that's the last thing that any of us ever really want to share with anyone because we think like, no, like that's too scary and it's um, not going to be okay. I'm not going to be accepted. So we're just, I always think it's funny because we're just this like mass humanity of people who are just like missing the boat with each other. Like, ah, oh, I just want to connect. And, and we all want the same thing. So if you can find that, you know, your core theme um, or one to two at most, three themes and you can keep coming back to that and showing different scenes in your life or work that you've done with your clients that have that demonstrate that then you're telling these beautiful stories that people are going to remember and stories are how we operate I mean if you think about it oh yeah from the beginning of time yeah our brains are programmed to remember stories so um like think about you know you can you can recall an experience and tell someone a story and that you'll remember that retelling. But if you go told me a bunch of facts, I would be like, um, okay, I think that they said this and I can't really remember this because emotions sell and facts tell. So I like that little saying. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And you also said, and this is totally your, your quote, so I'm not going to quote this myself, <laughs> that alignment before action. Yeah. And I actually heard that recently. Um, I'm a crazy podcast fiend. So I have like over a thousand something hours of listening on my Stitcher app. And that doesn't even include like the audiobooks that I like <laughs> love to, um, listen to. But, um, I like alignment before action because it's about getting right within yourself and finding your core truths and being able to show up in that way. And when you are in that alignment, I mean, we've all experienced flow. Athletes experience being in the zone, like that kind of flow. You know flow when you're like, wow, everything today is just working out perfectly. And so like when you're in that aligned state, and then you come from that space into your business, then you're able to work happier rather than harder because things just kind of like work out and like you can attract things rather than like hustling, which our culture and our society really values. <laughs> like, you know, don't really value magic. <laughs> like, a, like a balance. Yeah, exactly. Because there does need to be some hustle, though it's like, mm -hmm. you just feel like 
I'm in the struggle, like you were saying, and you're like, why am I always struggling? Yeah, totally. You need to be balanced. Yeah. And so once once you've gotten to those those three core aspects or like someone's essence, and I love that. Why is this so important for female entrepreneurs or for any entrepreneurs to be storytelling? Like what, what do they personally even get out of it? Like why is this important? Well, I mean, from a branding perspective, um, telling your own story, I used to be a yoga teacher. Well, technically I still am. I just used to teach a lot more yoga than I do now. Um, and every time I teach a class, I say that, you know, from the beginning of time, ever after, there will never, ever be another you. So you and your body and your experiences, your interpretation of the world, that's all super unique. So as long as you just show up as you, uniquely you, you will be differentiated from any of your competition, anybody else online. And your tribe will find you because they're going to resonate with you. Oh, and your yeah. But if you're showing up the ways that you think you're supposed to be showing up, then your tribe can't find you because they're not going to be resonating with that person that you're imagining you have to be. And so it's easy to differentiate yourself by being, you know, honest. It forms that emotional connection, which at the end of the day, you know, um, you were present in the podcast or the interview that I did in my Facebook group with the relationship alchemists. And we were talking about how essential relationships are in business because no matter what kind of business you run, And whether you do it online, in person, you know, remotely, whatever it is, you are going to be working with people or with relationships. Like even if you were to work, work with widgets or whatever, you still have to work with like the people who run the supply chain and like things like that. So relationships always come into play and emotions and that storytelling from a genuine place creates that connection that forms that relationship that allows you to build a business that'll thrive for life. Yes. And, and I love how you were saying the world is hungry for this, this level of authenticity and vulnerability. Yeah. And being brave and bold, like you were saying. Yeah, I mean, in the online world, um, there's a recent New York Times bestseller, and it's called What Made Maddie Run? And I listened to it. um, It was a story about an all-American teen girl who's 19. She went to UPenn. She committed suicide, unfortunately. And um, the author was an ESPNW commentator. So she started with an article and then turned into a book, and she explored, like, what happened with this girl, you know, who in all of social media, it looked like she was doing great. And so what she commented on with like social media is that we are in this space where we're trying to make ourselves a brand that looks like it has a magazine life. And so no one's showing up authentically. So we're hungry, like you said, like craving this reality that no one is willing to, you know, share. And so if you are being, if you are willing to be brave and to be bold and to show up as yourself, you will be so noticeable and you'll be polarizing which can be really scary at first because you're saying the thing that other people don't want to say you will attract the people who are so devoted to you that like they'll invest in everything that you offer and at the end of the day you can search um on google like i think it's a thousand raving fans or something like that but like you don't need the whole world to love you you need like a thousand people who are really into you and you'll be fine. Like your business, your revenue will be fine. <laughs> for other people to you. Yeah, exactly. The, the chain just yeah. continuing and then you're like, wow, they know this person and then we're so connected. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be happening for us too. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, 
or like the, the people that you interviewed today, I didn't even realize that I had actually met them in person before. Exactly. I was like, wow, of course she resonates with them. I resonate with her and we're all like on the same frequency. And exactly. Like this, this alchemy, like they were talking mm -hmm. about, it's just amazing. Yeah. And, and that leads me to, to the next question. When you're being bold and brave and you possibly, even un, unaware that it may be polarizing, and people may drop off that were once following you as you become more clear in your vision. How do you not take that personally, especially being an overachiever and you're like, well, but I really felt like I was connected to this person and then they no longer are really resonating with me. But there's these other five people over here that are super resonating with me. How do I not take this one person <laughs> like a slap in the face? How do I not take that personally? Yeah, and I totally get it. I mean, like, I look at my mailing list and sometimes I see like the unsubscribes and I'm like, why? <laughs> but like, then I realize that it's making space for the people who really do oh, need making it. Space. Yeah. And so, and that helps. And also I think not beating yourself up because you're human at the end of the day. Like it's okay to take things personally. It's just not necessarily okay if you're dwelling in it and it's dragging you down. That's like the part where it starts to be detrimental rather than just allowing. So if you just allow yourself to be human and you say like, okay, one of my favorite sayings that I um, heard in a yoga class one time was, you might not be responsible for your first thought, but you're definitely responsible for your next one. So like your knee-jerk reaction might be, oh, like I'm taking this personally, what's wrong? But then the next thought that you have is the choice that you get to make of like, okay, so what do I do with that now? Like. I'll give myself 15 minutes to feel crappy about it. And then I'm going to go for a walk or, or, you know, no, I'm not going to feel crappy about it because now I know that it's made space for something else. It, however you are in that moment, it's always going to shift and change. Um, but you know, like trying to shift it so that your perspective, again, going back to that perspective, can, you can just take a different angle on it. I love that. It's amazing. <laughs> so before we hop off, and this has been so great to have you and such an opportunity to talk with you more, uh, as always, <laughs> so, which gold nuggets will you like, will you love to share with the tribe before we hop off? Um, I was thinking about it earlier when you and I were talking, um, and I always feel like I try to trust whatever inspiration is coming through at the moment, um, but I think that allowing yourself to trust that this is a journey and that life is an upward moving spiral. So I liked understanding, cause there was this one time where, you know, I was a travel writer for a while, which yes, sounds and is as amazing <laughs> as everybody thinks that it is. It was really amazing. Uh, and then um, I met this book editor uh, at this retreat in Mexico and she and I formed this great connection. She's like, send me your manuscript because I mentioned that I wanted to write a book and I told her what the topic was and she was getting promoted at the time on all of the major news you know, channels. She had all of these like connections in New York. So I had this opportunity that fell into my lap that, pe lap, that people would like, you know, fight to the nail for it, but I wasn't ready. And like, my manuscript wasn't ready. I wasn't ready as a person to like put out that story and you know, all of this. So you can bet that I like beat myself up about that afterwards that I was feeling like, you know, pretty bad about it. And then I realized, wait a minute, one of my favorite like teachings, um, and I don't even remember where I learned this from, but that life is an upward moving spiral. So 
it will continue. If you're meant to have this experience, you'll come around it again. And it might not look like the same exact experience, but it will be similar. And whatever you're meant to get out of it, you'll get out of it. And it will be even more refined and even better because you've arrived as like a more evolved person, as a more, you know, conscious individual. And so that helped me like remove beating myself up over everything. And it helped me understand like, nope, I'm going to trust that like, if it's meant to be, it'll come back again. And so I'm grateful <laughs> that I didn't give her the manuscript that I had thought about writing because I'm a totally different person. And to have that out there, I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> so now I'm grateful because now I have a different understanding. And so, you know, when I do write that book, it's going to be a different story and it's going to be a much better story because of it. I love that. I love that. That is super juicy. Thank you. <laughs> I love that you use juicy. <laughs> when it comes to everything you're saying I'm like ooh, that's so flowing that makes sense like I really resonate with that and I've had similar experiences that that it's so hard to let go of that opportunity that like this amazing person came into your life and offered this to you or for me uh, and I had to say I'm just not ready right now I'm gonna have to say no like you were like exactly like what you were saying and then trusting in the universe that something something will be coming around again that I'm supposed to be part of and I like what you said that right there like going back to that perfection idea so um <laughs> I dabbled in a lot of things so for a little while I was making some jewelry um <laughs> and um there's this aesthetic in Japanese culture called wabi-sabi which mm. is all about the imperfections of things and they believe that the imperfections of things are what make things beautiful so like when they're making a pot um a, like a vase um and there's like a little crack or a little divot it's that that gives it the most beautiful aesthetic it's not the fact that it's completely pristine and so i think that if we can kind of look at ourselves as these gorgeous creations and it's like the imperfections that allow us to find that beauty i always say that you know um Life may not be pretty all the time, but it is indeed beautiful. And there is a distinction there. So I always tell people, go make your story beautiful. Yes, I love that, Judy. Yeah, thank you. So also when we launch, or we'll be putting your the way to contact you and your yeah, site and everything so you guys can. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. And for Empire Life coming out. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, <complete. laughs> oh well thank you so much for the time today and thank you everyone for watching or listening thank you mm -hmm.